the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Welcome to Relevant Recovery Radio, our last radio broadcast with your host, Heather and Donnie. It's not the last one. What's our last radio broadcast? Radio on KPRC, yes. We are going to continue in the galaxy. (laughs) In the universe. In the universe with our... 3.7 3.7 trillion listeners. So we're glad you're listening today. Thank you so much. Remember for that time I in. got in trouble for saying we only had seven listeners? Yeah. Well, we have eight now. <laughs> we have a lot more than eight. Um, so this show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. The Matthews Hope Foundation has an outpatient clinic aimed at educating and supporting those with substance use disorder, anxiety, or depression. And so if you or a loved one wants any information about the services we offer at Matthews Hope, uh, you can give us a call at 844-AND-HOPE, which is 844-263-4673. Or you can visit either one of our websites. MatthewsHope.org is about the foundation and the history. Or MHDRP.org, Mahurpeter.org, also gives you more in-depth information about the different recovery support and microcurrent neurofeedback services we yeah, offer. Yeah, so if, if you love somebody or you hate them because of their behavior, oh, wow. you guys can help them out. No. Yeah, yeah, we can help them. But <laughs> oh, just, the truth came out. No, we I can't. Just, I just think that that's just not an appropriate way to word it. But we're loved, glad you Loved or unloved ones. So anyways, we're glad you're tuning in to this episode today. Just FYI, if you have been listening to Relevant Recovery via KPRC AM 950 on the radio, this will be the last last episode on KPRC AM 950 radio. And it's a sad but joyous occasion. So we've really enjoyed this. We're going to miss our producer, Will. Yeah. Um, What I will not miss is driving from Cyprus into the Galleria. At noon. <laughs> at noon every, every Friday. Uh-huh. I won't miss that. I won't miss that. But the show will continue. If you want yeah. to continue listening to Relevant Recovery, you'll be able to find us on any uh, podcast streaming platform. That's we're, right. We're there now. And so if you go to Spotify, iHeart, Apple Music, Google Alexa, Podbean, all of that, we're all there. All of our past episodes are there. Yeah. Just FYI, if you're looking on iHeart specifically, the old old channel that will be deleted is called Relevant Recovery Radio. And the new channel is just Relevant Recovery, which, by the way, my sister is rebranding us today. So there's going to be a new look, a new feel. New feel, new logo, new color scheme and palette. It's going to be beautiful. So you'll see a new logo. Um, and yeah, she's pretty amazing. We're rebranding and renaming the podcast Just Relevant Recovery. And we're also on all social media. So yeah, follow so us look there. Yeah, so look for our changes on Facebook, uh, the Instagram. Fascia book, <clears throat> Instagram. Mm-hmm. Do we have to get like a TikTok or a... No, no, I don't think so. I think that's for like 30 and under. Oh, that's definitely not us. No, you're old. We have money. That's the way <laughs> I like to say it. I'm old enough to have money We now. might do TikTok at some point. I just don't know how... I don't have it. I don't know how it works. So... That's right. So 
More to come. We're actually really, really excited about this. Rebranding is relevant recovery. Um, We've bought all the gear. We're going to set up a home studio and Yeah, continue. somehow two idiots in front of a microphone has gained a bit of a following. We have quite a few people that listen out there. I think there's 13 now, 13 <laughs> people across the country. We're really grateful for that. There's actually thousands, which we were shocked to find out. <laughs> thousands of listens. Yeah, we had no idea. I mean, because truly, truly, like we love what we do. And we love yeah. the information that we give, but we do not think highly of ourselves speak for yourself well you I do. think highly of you oh it just got really crickets. awkward there <laughs> i think highly of you sometimes and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today only the opposite yeah, only the opposite I'm, I'm i'm picking you apart today um yeah and so all of this is coming at once we are switching from radio broadcast which pushes to podcast to just total podcast which I'm excited about that format because in the past, if anybody's listened to all of our episodes, they're 39 minutes long exactly. 39 minutes, 58 <laughs> seconds. And in the future, we will not have to take commercial breaks and we're not stuck to a time limit. And so that's why we're not doing step three today. Even This, though this is either going to turn out really good because we can complete a conversation or it's going to be a disaster because we <laughs> pontificate for three hours and so, we are not joe so rogan we'll see we'll see how it goes you should definitely tune in and listen to future episodes that's why we're not doing step three today even though this is the first episode in march yeah uh, speaking of march merch today is my son eli's 18th birthday happy birthday eli. so i want to say happy birthday to my son eli uh now he's in oklahoma is he does he even have the ability or technology to hear this broadcast yeah yeah they have technology in oklahoma uh, like a transistor radio? No, the same stuff here. Okay. He texted me this morning and he made it. Eli, a... come in from the farm. <laughs> no. I texted him. I was like, hey, don't date anyone younger than you now. And well, see, he's 18. That's right. Now he can get prison it, time. It, it, he's they always kind of dated girls younger than him, but that's a big issue now. And I said, I told him some other like earmarks of what you can do now that you're 18, get a tattoo, whatever. He goes, and I can get into the redneck bar in town. <laughs> That's and Oklahoma, I, and folks. I said, don't do it. Don't do you it. You can see over the bar. Old Joe <laughs> will let you in there. That's Oklahoma. Yeah, so we have all of this going. So we're switching yep. platforms. We are rebranding. under construction. Our house is under like full-blown construction right now. Oh, we both work full-time jobs. <laughs> And um, I'm getting quite a bit more involved in church, and I've been doing some teaching opportunities to our student ministry, and I'm actually preaching on stage at our church March 17th, so I'm getting ready for that. That's wild to me. And Lord, that's wild to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've done some awful things, and I am a chewing nah, piece of garbage at one point in my life. That's not what's wild to me, because I know that God has a habit of taking a nobody and making them somebody that it's really like not about us. But what's crazy to me is just how far you've come in six years yeah. on who you were when I met you and what your spiritual walk and beliefs I was a player, girl. Uh, looked like then versus what they look like yeah. now. I was and, a gangster and a player. And so um, it makes my heart happy that you are a man that leads our household and seeks God and that God's using you in your past in this way. And I think I think that it's cool. I'm, I'm nervous for you. I'm going to just be like, 
so nervous <laughs> the day. I, so and I've got to actually go up and rehearse. So, anyways, we just have a lot, a lot going on in our Whole lives right now. Blessings. But it's yeah. all great. Yeah, but like, I just nothing thought, negative. I thought since we don't have time in thirty nine minutes to properly cover step three. Yeah. We're going to save that for a yeah. the next episode. That we want to pontificate on step three for about 11 hours. There's just a lot there. And so I thought, well, yeah. what could our last KPR, KPRC episode be about? And I just wanted to, like, pick you apart and talk about <laughs> things that I don't like about you for 39 minutes. And you can do the same for me. Yeah, it's I'm going to challenge you to say the alphabet, spell some words, <laughs> and point out anything on a map. Hey, I took a shower this morning, so it's already progress. Wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're one up on me. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's going to be the topic today. We're going to talk about my weird wife, my weird husband, and your odd Our idiosyncrasies. Yeah, yep. and how we deal with it. How so, do we navigate that? Yeah, yeah. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back here in just a minute on Relevant Recovery. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery with your host Heather and Donnie. Hi, that's me. On this beautiful, cold, rainy, maybe nice out Sunday, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> if you're in Houston, listening to KPRC AM 950. The weather's bipolar, so it could be anything yeah. by I mean, Sunday. literally in Houston, roll the dice. We'll see what you get. So, so we want to talk about the fact that... Weird habits. Weird oh. habits. Oh, I was totally wrong. I thought we were going to talk about all of your disabilities with like spelling <laughs> no, words and. Uh, so I know you're making fun. So a lot of people make fun of me in our regular personal life about me being OCD is kind of like what we call it. But a lot of people, you mean everyone. But I just want to use a disclaimer that we may use that phrase like OCD yeah. throughout this podcast. But yeah. we don't. I know that that is a real condition that people struggle with in a much more serious degree. Yeah, we don't want to misgender you as OCD. So, no. so we don't mean it like that. Um, we're just talking about like, hey, does your spouse have weird idiosyncrasies? Do they have weird personality quirks, traits, or habits? Because apparently I have several. But I and, think it's also but speaks so do to, you. But it speaks to the fact that most couples that we know that are happy, successful, they're pretty much opposites in everything. Yeah, it's like a yin and yang of a, being complementary to, towards each other, but that's hard to navigate. In life, it's, right. it's hard to live with another person and get on the same page with them. Right. So we're going to roll through it. We'll play play around and have fun with each other. But at the end, what we'll tie together is how does a couple who's both in recovery. Are you both, crying already? No, I <laughs> had a good breakfast this morning. <laughs> How, how do you? How does a couple that's in recovery navigate through life, doing their best to attempt the steps at times and never call their sponsor, but get through it without killing each other? That's a good topic. It really is. It really is because I think that's reality. Yeah. I think that in the rooms we say, "Hey, ten step every day and call your sponsor," uh -huh. but I think the reality yeah. is is that. I'm coming up on 11 years, you're coming up on eight, and we've been doing this a bit, and I think the reality is, is I'm not calling my sponsor unless I am just really ate up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And so first item on the list that you think is weird about me is what? Okay, so in our kitchen, in the <laughs> center of the kitchen, we have this giant island with a stove yeah. and all that. Okay. Now, if you walk in our back door, you got this island in the center, and over to the right is one of those old 90s, phone book, telephone counters. With a desk. Little desk yeah, counter no, there's thing. There's no chair at it. Right. It's pointless space. Now, that island better be, you better be able to eat off of it. There better not be one thing on it, not a speck of dust, nothing sat on it for more than a minute, but that little phone book counter, 
can be and is frequently stacked with garbage. It's the catch-all because uh, here's the thing. I don't want anything on the island. I technically don't want anything on any kitchen counter, like appliances, your coffee pot, the utensil cup holder. I would rather nothing be on any kitchen <laughs> surface counter. You but are I, ridiculous. But I know that that's not reality, so I've compromised. Why is that? Tell I've, me why. Give me a little glimpse into the past of Heather. Okay, so but we live there, so I, that's why, I, and I don't have a butcher's pantry where I can put all the appliances. That's and not all why. That. And you didn't ask. You're not asking why I feel this way. I am. Um, so I feel this way because in my old life, old Heather, before drugs and alcohol, before sobriety, um, I owned homes and had small children and and was married and uh, I was apparently not a good housekeeper. Your name was Messy Melissa. <laughs> and so crap was everywhere all the time. Sink was full of dishes. Um, stuff was ever toys were everywhere. And I guess I was desensitized or unaware of it. It wasn't till much later when I got sober and lived in sober living and we had chores. And How like, was your house when you grew up? Besides stupid. I grew up in a messy house that I didn't know was real messy till later. I, I, I literally so didn't your parents know. Were, your parents were not like. Not big housekeepers. My mom struggles with mental health. And so I did not grow up in I wouldn't a, say struggles. She lives with mental health yeah. issues. And she, I, I never got taught to like make my bed or clean my room or any of those things. They just didn't happen in the home I grew up in. And your counters resembled hoarding it, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, stuff everywhere. Right, so and that's why you want our counters. So I'm the opposite way. The pendulum has swung to the other side, and I want to not live in that old space. You want it to look like no one lives there. I do, because I think that your external environment is a reflection of your internal condition. And so if there is nothing on my kitchen island at all, and it's clean when I go to bed at night, then I think I'm spiritually okay. And so my <laughs> only problem with this, besides... It being ridiculous, off-putting, and inconvenient for me. Besides just, all that, that aside. I just aside, don't want your water bottle or your book or your, or your sunglasses or your keys. They should not be on the island. You've got to move them. You're asking me to get an apartment. <laughs> if that's what it takes. You have an office. Put okay. the crap in there. So, but we walk, so we walk in our back door, and it's just convenient to set my stuff there when I come in. And it just may be there the next morning as well. But mm -mm. I, I won't. Mm -mm. What? Don't leave it there overnight, please. It's really a thing. It's really a thing in our household. So Here, here's the funny thing, and so let's let's cover the kitchen because we are complete opposites. Where I don't give a you know what about counters and kitchen floors, Dude, because that's the other thing is if there is one. Sometimes we, I think you're blind, Donnie. Sometimes I think you're blind because you will have coffee splattered on the kitchen floor. We have white tile. Evan, has anybody ever been stabbed in one of your studios <laughs> while you're doing it? No, listen, no? listen. Okay, all right. Uh, but you'll have coffee splattered, like multiple drops splashed on the floor. And I'm like, he didn't even know it's there. He has oh. no clue he even did it. N Are no. you blind? No, I don't care. I care. So... I care that there's coffee beans on our floor. I care when you drop coffee grinds on our floor. But I here's why. It's, you're, you know what? Every dude out there just turned the radio off. We just <laughs> went from seven <laughs> listeners to two. Here's the thing. We have construction going on right now. And so when you walk in our backyard, it's bad, man. There's like mud and it's messy. And I'm walking in from the backyard doing the best I can. And if there is a piece of dirt that tracked in with you, that's it. Sometimes doing the best you can just isn't good enough. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> And I'm like, do better, Donnie. Do better. Yeah. But anyway, so that's me. Well, I'm trying to do better. I'm looking for the next Mrs. Wright as we speak. So this show has been fun thus far. Um, and what's your next item of complaint up for me? <laughs> it's not, not complaints per se, right? What do I do that, that you think is odd? I thought 
that picking a wife that was 10 years younger was the way to go. <laughs> right? It turns out it has nothing to do with age. It has to do with breeding. I got to work on that. All right, so. Next item, please. Let's let's switch to my ridiculousness okay, for a minute. Okay, let's do that. Let's talk about the fact that if you leave a room for three seconds, you need to turn that light switch off. Oh, God. Listen, I grew up in chaos, and I've lived in storage units, okay? It's <laughs> a true story, Evan. She's I, lived in storage I units. I have light switches and power. If I want a light on, I'll leave a light on. Water, too. This must you, be a heroin thing, because I was telling Robert about it the other day. No, no, no. I was like, this really drives me nuts. She'll leave a room and just not be in there anymore, and all the lights are on. And I'm like, this is making me crazy. He goes, me too, bro. He goes, when I go home, I want to turn every, every light, light on, on the house and just leave them on. So this must be a heroin thing. I don't know if it's a heroin thing. Um, it's a Heather thing for sure, where I just, I'll be, I'll be literally in a room watching TV, and you'll come turn the light off. And I'm like, I want the light on. That's why I had it on. Hold on, I'm trying to swallow some of your ridiculousness. Give me a second. <laughs> and you do the same thing with, with the water. I'll turn on I'll, the kitchen sink to get the water hot. Hold on, hold on. It takes a minute to get hot. Let's not leave the light thing and alone for a you'll second. And you'll come back and cause... turn the water off. And I'm like, bro, I'm trying to get it hot. I, I will come home after being out at the cigar lounge or whatever. I'll come home. And you're laying in bed face down, death scrolling. <laughs> you'll have my side lamp on, the TV on. And the lights. Yep, that's the way I want it. I'm in that room. At night. Yep. <laughs> I don't think that's weird. My No, what's weird is the level of hatred I'm feeling for you right now, just <laughs> deepening and deepening. I don't think it's weird at all. I think that you're weird or you're just real old. Like, did you grow up during the Depression, Donnie? Did did, did you, like, have to pay 13 cents too much for power one week? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Okay, I'll move on. <laughs> uh, how right. about my cups? You always make fun of my cups situation. No, I hate your cups. I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, it's an odd thing I do. People dishwasher call... and dishes. So oh, I want to kitchen, clear something kitchen. up for people out there. Dishwashers are made specifically to load a certain way. Nope. Big stuff <clears> at the bottom, middle-sized things in the middle, spatula stuff at the top. We just I just throw it all in there. And I start it, and everything comes out fine. Heather loads the dishwasher Wrong. like a five-year-old who has to go to that special classroom. <laughs> Listen, so I will load the dishwasher, and then you come in behind me and redo it. As it should be. That is so weird. In fact, they all should just be washed by hand. That's how I prefer to do it. No, I have a Bosch dishwasher. I'm going to use it. Yeah, well, don't go anywhere. <laughs> if Actually, if I'm you, I'd run. Run from your radio right now. <laughs> We're going to be right back here in just a minute with Relevant Recovery. Uh-huh. Welcome back. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery with your host, Heather and Donnie. Hi. Uh, welcome to the brawl of all brawls. We're about to just go. I wish we had full-blown cameras in here because we're about to just start swinging. My weird wife. Swanging. No, we're just uh, trying to hash out different personality quirks. So and... that's that's the thing is that when it comes to dishes, uh-huh. you'd rather sit in your chair. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm, <laughs> so when you have to do dishes, you will load the dishwasher like a five-year-old with a learning disorder. Donnie. I would rather wash them by hand. In fact, I always do. Good, I, then I do it. it. But if the sink is full, <laughs> I'm putting them in the dishwasher, bro. Good for flipping you. We wash just, them by hand then. But if the sink is full, I'm putting. I'm using the dishwasher. We just could not be more opposite. Do you remember when we got in a fight over the dish drying tray rack? I don't think we got in a fight, did we? Yeah. 
And then I told you it wouldn't fit, and it didn't fit, and we had to return it. But I don't remember an argument ensuing. Because I didn't want anything on the counter. Oh, you got mad that I bought a drying rack. Yeah, that. Because it was just something else to go on my stupid counter. And I'm like, the dishwasher dries them. You just got to unload it and put it up. Okay. I want people to understand what we actually have on our entire counter. So no, first doesn't of all, matter. let's move on to the next thing. We have a giant kitchen. Like literally, I'm not it's even a, kidding. We probably have a 900 square foot kitchen. But that doesn't mean we get 90% full of things on the counter just because it's a giant kitchen. We have it would look so clean if Coffee makers, was on it. an air fryer, spatulas, and knives on our entire countertop. We have your whole little charging station in that hidden corner too, which drives me nuts. But you know where hidden- I'm thinking about putting it right now? <laughs> Anyways, so speaking of things in the kitchen, um, so I don't know if this is going so well. This is just <laughs> making me angry. So uh, whenever kick your chair through a wall. So here's something odd about me. I'll go ahead and out myself. I have a phobia. We ag- knew you were stupid. Against condensation, and so condensation makes me angry. I don't want to touch it. I don't know why my drink is escaping the con- container that it's in. So any time, so I have like a double insulated cup if I'm making a drink at home, so that way condensation doesn't escape. But if I'm leaving and I'm grabbing like a can of pop or a can of Red Bull, a can of, sorry, well, like mm, soda pop, you know, what's what's that? You know, like soda pop. When you're leaving and you're grabbing a Coke. Sure, well, normally it's not Coke. Yeah, it's a Coke. What flavor are you getting? Dr Pepper. Yeah, it's, it's Coke. A soda pop. But anyways, right, Evan? When you grab that, when you're just grabbing a Coke. <laughs> well, what flavor you want? You want Dr Coca-Cola Pepper? Coca Cola is a Coke. Coke. Yeah. Anyways. It's usually Red Bull, so I'm just going to stick with Red Bull. So the can is cold, and so people think I'm weird or trying to hide what I'm drinking because I wrap the container in a paper towel and I rubber band it with a rubber band, and that leaves every morning with me. And so people are like, why do you have a paper towel wrapped around? And I'm like, condensation, bro. And I don't think that that's weird. It's just something I don't like. I I have nothing for this. I'm just disgusted by you. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. It's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It just it just really is like it's not even worth words. All right. So the next thing I want to I want to complain about you for a second. But are we really just going to spend a whole show complaining? Yes. This is fun for me. Okay. So I want to complain about you. Our last radio show is going to be the worst of all. No, because it's going to end on a positive note. You know, we're still married, and I like you and stuff, so it's fine for the most part. I'm just saying, other couples experience this sort of thing. Whether I mean, even like people that just have to live with other people, it doesn't have to be husband and wife. Wait a minute, we're allowing people to know that they're not alone. They're not alone. Okay. We all deal with these sort of things. Uh, One thing that you did that we're opposites, and I hate you for, is. (laughs) <laughs> um, there are calendars. You and I are very busy, and I live by my calendar, and I plan things three or four weeks out. I'm booked all the time, and so are you, but you're so loosey-goosey that you just don't put anything on your calendar. So what happened was, what happened was about a year ago, you decided to un-Google your life. I'm a smart person. Google is the most evil internet entity on the planet. I live by Google, especially my Google Calendar that sync with lots of things. And so I'm not un-Googling. You decided to un-Google. But That's then, right. But then That's after right. you un-Googled, you're mad that you can't see my calendar anymore. No, I'm mad that you're still on Google. Well, I'm not getting off. So it's not free email. If you know anything about the internet, anything they give you free comes with a cost. You are their product, and I refuse to do that. So I got an email that I pay for that's encrypted. Those who have nothing to hide, hide nothing. I ain't got nothing to hide. I don't care that Google knows I'm going to Bible study on Monday night. That does not apply here. It does. No. I don't have anything to hide. Google doesn't care what I'm doing. Google doesn't care that I'm having coffee with McKinsey on Thursday. Google doesn't care that we have a Until they come for your guns. (laughs) 
God. So this has been a major source of argument and contention because what we've had to do is sit down once a month so I can read to him my calendar so he can add my <laughs> Who things. Who forces that conversation? Because I need you to know what's going on, bro. <laughs> I need you to know what's going on. I want people to hear what's going because on. Because every day you're like, it. hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, look at the calendar. Like, I want people to people could see what rabbit hole this is going down, <laughs> and they can see who's driving this conversation I would into like, the ground. I would like for you to be informed, informed about what's going on in our household and when I have things and when I don't have things. You didn't even know we're going on vacation. This is back to the coffee stain or the little coffee drip on the floor. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you can you say force you me to care. look at a calendar, but you can't force me to care about it. You can say it. you don't care, but here's one thing I want to point <clears throat> out, out about you. You Please are actually do. a very emotional person. What? You are emotional. What? You talk about feelings. You communicate your feelings. It's all ick and gross, and I don't know why you do it. Because you have no feelings or soul because you're a redhead. I don't like it. I allow it. You know, in your space for you, but in my space for me, I don't feel a connection to that per se. And maybe I'm making myself sound bad and I'm trying to complain about you. This is great. I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> People are going to hate you as much as me in about 10 minutes. I'm just saying sometimes like you're like, oh, um, you know, I'd like some romance or, or talk to me about how you're feeling or what's in your mind. And I'm like, bro, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of exhausting. Yeah, it's weird when the guy is like, hey, when it comes to sex, could we have some romance? And the wife is like, <laughs> why? ew, <laughs> that, why do you want to do it that? It requires so much more effort. Let's just go. Which I thought was my dream. <laughs> Every guy thinks it's his dream that the woman is just like, hey, let's just do that thing. We don't have to like work up to it. We don't no, got to no, work no. out from it. We don't got to just, we're going to high five when we're done and walk away. Like, I thought then, that was the dream. And then you're like, can we cuddle? I'm like, bro, is this real life right now? Who did I marry? Heather, Will is not in here today. It's Evan, and Evan doesn't know me, and he's judging me right now because you're just you're outing they my need, need for romance. They need to judge you. It's not normal. It's very much not normal. Also, like when it comes to things. Uh, <laughs> well, hold on. Uh, Can we just take a pause? What? Yeah. Is there anything wrong with me being a man who believes in chivalry? and romance, uh, love and intimacy. Is there anything wrong with this? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying maybe you married the wrong girl <laughs> if you can't figure out how to turn that crap off. <laughs> like, I just don't function like that. And Here's the problem. When people come at me with their feelings, it's like, oh, geez, that's ick. Well, so we had a very good, uh, we had a good discussion with our friend Melly Mel, who's a counselor. Yeah. And I told Melly Mel that Melly I Mel was, knows me really well. And I told her that I was 95% sure you're a sociopath. And she said, no, I'm not. <laughs> what, did, what did she diagnose you with? Avoidant personality disorder. <laughs> said any better? I don't know. It sounds better than a psychopath or whatever you said. Sociopath. <laughs> I do have feelings. Where? I just bury them deep, deep down so they don't <laughs> mess with my day-to-day -day life. <laughs> It's it's just funny that Is this we, the third segment? Yeah, we're opposite on so many things yet some of them are reversed from what is typical male female mm -hmm. stuff like that, which really throws it even further off. I think that one thing that has been cool for us to navigate is things like cuz when it comes to like faith for instance. 
Oh, um, yeah, you're absolute. So in, in my journey, in my faith walk, I've always been very absolute. It's very black and white. This is what the Bible says. This is true. I don't question it. I don't doubt it. Like, I just absolutely—here's where it goes back to. My dad, when I was 12, said, I'm going to ask you a very important question, and I don't want you to answer me until you know the answer. He said, "Is do you believe in absolute truth? And I didn't answer him for like four years because I didn't want to answer my dad wrong. Like four years ago? No, <laughs> four years later. <laughs> um, but I really dove into that, and um, I do believe in absolute truth. Um, and I think that that's something that in my psyche I'm dedicated to. I attach to it 100%. You are much more uh, loosey-goosey or open-minded or whatever. Which did you just call me loosey-goosey on the radio? I think I did twice. You yeah, watch your language. You're very, like, wild and spontaneous, but maybe you're not as convicted about certain things yet. Or I'm open-minded, and but, I, but I'm not open-minded so much that I don't stand on truth, right? I just don't need to know everything. Everything doesn't need to be definitive and absolute to me, mm-hmm. you know? There are certain beliefs in my faith, like the foundation of my faith, that's absolute. Mm-hmm. But all the other stuff, mm-hmm. I just don't need to worry about it or care about it or... or Fight for it, yeah. right? Because I believe that I'll know all the truth when I'm dead. And I'm not trying to say I know everything. There's a lot that I don't know. Wait, could you say that again? I'm going to have Evan loop that. <laughs> no. But what I am saying is that there is just something that I've, I've said, okay, I don't want to be wrong here. Let me research it and, and have discernment and ask God to reveal truth to me. And if he's done that to, for me, then I'm convicted and I stand on it. It's a hill I'll I'd die I'd like on. to have him reveal emotions to you. It's a don't hill go I'll on. We'll be right back <laughs> with Relevant Recovery. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery with your host. I know you do. That's why I did it. It's our last time on the radio, so I'm going to do all of the little things that make you lose your mind a little bit. Mm. Um, All right, so no more negative. That was... That got me a little worked up. I got a couple up. more, though, for you. No, you, you, you can, <laughs> look, the show isn't eight hours long, so we're not going to be able to cover all of them. Uh, so uh, let's talk about your volume. The vo- no. The volume of your voice gets to me. No, we're done. <laughs> we're done. We're not doing this anymore. <laughs> okay. Okay. What are we doing? So what we have found over... So we're coming up on five years... Married. Married. Six years. We're already over six years together. Yeah. Um... They call the five-year, what do they call that? Honeymoon like period or something. The honeymoon period's over, but there's a lot yeah, of people that over. have trouble with it's it. it's over. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going. I'm just kidding. I love you. So uh, typically, couples hit their first like major, major thing in five years. What's good about you and I and our extreme personalities, we hit it in the first six months. Yeah, we did. And we did some some therapy and we learned how to communicate. We were in therapy just after like a year dating. So we had some communication trouble. We got married June 28 of 2019 by September of that same year we, we were, were in, in therapy. therapy. <laughs> it was pretty great. But... Um, we learned some amazing tools that we still apply today, and it's really helped our relationship. And so, as I say, we're coming up on that five-year place where people are supposed to have some sort of a major whatever, but I don't believe that we will because we've gone through it and we've been working on it. But all relationships, ours, everybody else's, they say opposites attract. Mm-hmm. So everything that we've covered over the show today is not bad. It's, and it's not different from anyone else. Right. Everybody else has it. 
now their wives probably actually have a soul and emotions <laughs> and out. feelings. Uh, so in that, I'm unique in that aspect. No, I don't the have truth that. is, I'm I'm the boy. I'm married to the girl. Take that back. That's just how. I mean, you're masculine and all. You look at that beard. I'm just saying, when it comes to like internal crap, uh, you're kind of like the girl in the relationship. But it works. And, and Are you trying to crawfish out of it right now? <laughs> You're trying to make it better? I'm just saying, but when it comes to relationships and all these different uh, personality traits. Don't make me bring up Pastor Chris Rock and what he said about women. Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about, but. All I'll say is, my point but is, I understand. My point is, is that what we learned about how to get along is that it's good that we're different. It's good that we're not the same. If you were the same as me, I'd probably be really bored with you. And my life is never. We kill each other. And my life is never boring with you. No, but how do we? How do we overcome? So, look, there are times like earlier today, before we came here today, you got lippy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's that's how you say it, right? (laughs) No, but I'm. I have, as we discussed at the beginning of the show, I've got a lot going on, and I, I was a little bit exacerbated in like thinking of all the stuff we got going on what's you know so I what, got stuff you're at work. so spontaneous and and disorganized that when you get overwhelmed you get way overwhelmed hold on a minute hold on and a that's minute. what was happening i don't morning. consider myself disorganized you bro are, i just go with the flow bro if you would let me make an excel spreadsheet for your life i would oh my god I'm just telling you it could go a lot smoother than it does if you'd let me run your life for you. All right, so I'm talking to the one listener that's still out there at this point. I like Excel spreadsheets. So when we butt heads over this stuff, because we are opposites, why do you think we butt heads when we do? So if you're doing something that you do all the time. It's just what I do. Why does it bug me next week? Because that's not the perception you have of the scenario. You see life from a different angle or a different perception. And I see so, it from my lens. Your lens. Mm-hmm. And so from your lens, when you walk in and want to leave things on the kitchen island, like that makes sense for you. But for me, it's offensive, right? Right. It causes you I, to go into Tourette's. But what I have to do is I have to suspend my personality or I have to suspend my experience to try to put myself in your shoes mm-hmm. and see why you do something or why you didn't see something the way that I see it. And so, that's hard to do, um, and we've worked hard at trying to do that and learn from each other and look at these scenarios from each other's perspective. So the root of our troubles is still selfish and self-centeredness, mm-hmm. right? Because that is the root. It's hard for me to get out of myself and take a minute in your shoes, take yeah. a minute to see it from your perspective. Um, because there are things that I do that I've always done. There are mm-hmm. things that you do that you've always done, but it seems like it's when we are in a certain... So the second piece of that would be... Where am I spiritually? Mm-hmm. Right. Typically, I don't care that you want the counter clean, and I just keep it cleaned. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but then sometimes I, there's yeah. a rebellious spirit in me, and I'm like, I am not I am kowtowing to all her. This crap on the counter. You know what? I'm gonna lay up on the counter. I've That's, just had enough. One thing I do notice is when I'm spiritually deficient, you bother me. Your your things bother me more. And then when is that I, what was going on this morning? And then when I am spiritually fit or having a more of a connection to God that day, things that you do that I think are odd don't bother me. I'm able to see it and have compassion and love and tolerance for you. So it starts with that perception, me me being able to get out of self long enough to see it through your eyes. Mm-hmm. Why did he think this way? Where is he coming from? Why did he do that? Like, let me try to the ability to it. do that. The ability to pause and do that is pretty amazing. Yeah. And then the second piece of that is where am I spiritually that it's bothering me? Yeah. Right. Because if you the things that I listed about you 
are not new, haven't changed, and will not change. So the fact that I have an expectation for something different makes me insane anyway. Yeah. One time I called my sponsors a few years ago to complain about you or complain about something. What? You know, Were yeah. you making stuff up? No. And uh, But one of her responses to me has always been, why are you not in a position of neutrality around this? Right. Why are you disturbed? I'm not supposed to be disturbed, right? Right. That's and, I keep uh, telling you that. So why am I not in a position of neutrality? Well, I'm not in a position of neutrality because I lack a reliance on God in some area. Um, I'm not looking at it from your perspective and having tolerance for your view or what you were going through or why you did something. Mm-hmm. Or just that you're different from me. We're two different human beings, both with very polar opposite ways of thinking and mm-hmm. looking at things. Um, but also very dominant alpha types, too. So we have to be very cognizant of learning from each other and practicing forgiveness on a regular basis. Okay, okay. So you got ahead of us. So we have perception. Mm-hmm. We have spiritual condition. If you're disturbed, mm-hmm. what is the fix? If the, one of those things are operating, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't even want to look at your face right now unless <laughs> it's going through a wall. That, that's, yeah. by the way, what you would say to me, because you are the dude in the relationship. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the fix? What's the now how do you make it right? Uh, apologize. I'm Apo- waiting. <laughs> apologize for the way I reacted or the way I treated you. Um, adjust my adjust my expectations. Uh, good communication is really important. A lot but of we have two, but we both have a role in the apology. What's my yeah. role? If if you ask, if you apologize to me, what's my role? To accept it and to move on and That's to be right. kind. That's right. And not to continue to punish the other. That's right. Um, I remember earlier on in our relationship, you might apologize or whatever, but I'd play the silent game, the quiet game. Oh, and yeah. I, and you hated that. Yeah. And one time when I made amends to you and I asked you what I could do moving forward to not repeat that, you asked me to not play the quiet game. I don't care if you curse me out. I, don't, I really don't care. I don't mm-hmm. care if you hit me. Like, just and so don't. so now that's, that's the angle I go now. <laughs> Physical abuse <laughs> is your you way. Out. No. And so I'll <clears throat> yell back now because I know. Hold on, that... hold on, hold on. Physical abuse. It's not okay, Donnie. Weren't you kicking me under the console two shows ago? It's caught on the air. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Picks for proof, Donnie. Picks for proof. <laughs> all right. A jury so, will never convict me. All right. Me. So perception, spiritual condition. Love and tolerance. Amends, forgiveness, amends. acceptance, and then how do you move on? Because here was what I learned from you early in the relationship. We're getting to the end, so i got to be quick. I would do something really, really dumb. And A lot. And, and you would forgive me fairly quick. You would do something really dumb, and I'd hold on to it for about three days, mm-hmm. right? You got to let it go. One day a few years ago, I did something really, really bad. And yeah, that night, I'm getting ready for bed, and you're laying in bed. I'm like, are you mad? And you're like, no. I was like, how can you not be mad? And you're like, oh, great. Now you're mad that I'm not mad. It was really weird. <laughs> but the statement you made to me was profound. You said, I forgave you. Yeah. And I'm like. I've moved on. Wait, I just did that today. You forgave me already? How does that work? That Isn't there like a three-day wait period, nope. a two-day cool-down period, then you add another day, and then maybe by day six you go ahead and And forget. I don't know if it's like a, a disassociating technique that's just ingrained in me, but an hour later, I'm past it. I'm over it. It's I'm in a different space. So what we're saying is that if you belong to a 12-step fellowship, the same steps that you use to get rid of Sober. a drug or alcohol problem, the same steps that you use to grow spiritually, you can use in your relationship. Listen... This has been a wonderful show, although my blood pressure is now up. <laughs> this has been such a joy to be a part yes, of so iHeartRadio. We want to thank everybody out there. iHeart's been wonderful, and we're very grateful for this experience. And don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Hashtag God, though.